Welcome to Biblical Tapestry Podcast Season 2, Episode 27 in the Book of Daniel, looking at Daniel's Final Vision, Part 1. Biblical Tapestry is a podcast where we explore how the Bible is its own commentary and how the Gospel is thoroughly woven from Genesis to Revelation. Today in this 27th episode of the Book of Daniel, in Chapter 10, we begin to review Daniel's final vision, including a vision of a brilliant being dressed in bright Let's turn to Daniel chapter 10. We'll look at verses 1 through 9. In the third year of King Cyrus of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel who was named Belteshazzar. The message was true and is about a great conflict. He understood the message and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning for three full weeks. I didn't eat any rich food, no meat or wine entered my mouth, and I didn't put any oil on my body until the three weeks were over. On the twenty-fourth day of the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river, the Tigris, I looked up, and there was a man dressed in linen with a belt of gold from Uphaz around his waist. His body was like beryl, his face like the brilliance of lightning, his eyes like flaming torches, his arms and feet like the gleam of polished bronze, and the sound of his words like the sound of a multitude. Only I, Daniel, saw the vision. The men who were with me did not see it, but a great terror fell on them, and they ran and hid. I was left alone, looking at this great vision. No strength was left in me. My face grew deathly pale, and I was powerless. I heard the words he said, and when I heard them, I fell into a deep sleep with my face to the ground. All right, back to verse 1. In the third year of King Cyrus of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, who was named Belteshazzar. The message was true and was about a great conflict. He understood the message and had understanding of the vision. Well, the third year of King Cyrus of Persia would be 536 B.C. Now, Daniel would have been approximately 84 years old. And this would be about two years beyond Gabriel's appearance in chapter 9, and shortly after the Jewish exiles began to return to Jerusalem. Now the Lion's Den event in chapter 6 would be happening approximately in the same time frame as this vision, if that helps set the stage for you. What we don't know is if the Lion's Den incident was before or after this vision. What is also interesting is that the introduction that we see here in verse 1 brings up Daniel's Babylonian given name of Belteshazzar, probably to let us know that this Daniel was still the one and the same person. Again, Daniel's 84 plus years old, and he's still serving God in this foreign land. God was not done with him yet, and perhaps he was very frail by now, and the possibility of traveling the long distance back to Israel may have been too much for him. Now the message was coming to Daniel from God and it brought the same measure of fulfillment as all prophecies from God and this vision was about a great conflict now this word conflict the net bible translation notes mentioned that the great conflict this meaning of the Hebrew word sava or conflict is uncertain in this context but the word most often refers to an army or warfare It may also mean a hard service. Some commentators like to to take this sense here, being that service was great. The present translation assumes that the reference to be 
a spiritual conflict of some sort, a spiritual conflict then is described in verses 16 all the way through chapter 11, verse 1. But Daniel understood the message and the vision that was being revealed to him by God. Verse 2. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning for three full weeks. What is the timing of in those days? Are they just before the vision or referring to the third year of Cyrus? Probably just the days leading up to this vision seems most likely. Daniel was perhaps in a state of mourning as related to the opposition that the returned exiles were dealing with in Israel and in Jerusalem in attempting to restore the temple. He would not have known the condition of those who had returned. He would not have known timely what was happening on the ground to those people that were there. Now these three weeks of he's talking about this morning for three full weeks were three weeks of days that he was mourning and not weeks of years as we see in chapter 9 because the Hebrew is very clear at this point and it literally translates three weeks full verse 3 I didn't eat any rich food no meat or wine entered my mouth and I didn't put any oil on my body until the three weeks were over this was a time of fasting and prayer for Daniel you know, certainly he had not refrained from food completely. He doesn't really say that. But he may have existed on bread and water instead of meat and wine. He had not practiced normal personal grooming, being fragrant oils applied to the skin. Now, anointing oneself with oil, it was usually some form of olive oil that may have been scented, was a common Old Testament practice due to the severity of the Middle Eastern sun. It is also associated with rejoicing, and therefore was not practiced during a period of mourning or fasting. Fasting is still a spiritual retreat to spend time with God over great concerns that we may have, not so much on eating. And I believe that God honors that commitment even today. Verse 4. On the 24th day of the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river, the Tigris, I looked up, and there was a man dressed in linen with a belt of gold from Uphaz around his waist. The 24th of the first month would be the month of Nisan, and was the first month in the Hebrew calendar. This would be at the end of the Feast of Unleavened Bread that came immediately after Passover, when Passover was on the 14th of Nisan. Daniel started his fast around the 3rd of Nisan, and it carried through the Passover and Unleavened Bread festivals, and perhaps this specific timing was the reason for his fast during this period. The exodus from Egypt was celebrated by Passover, and now just recently the Israelites were experiencing a new exodus from Babylon. Daniel was standing on the bank of the Tigris River. This was his actual physical location and not part of a vision. This would have taken Daniel away from Babylon. Perhaps this was also part of his fasting and prayer retreat time. The Tigris passed about 20 miles north of Babylon at its closest. Something caused Daniel to look up, and he sees a man dressed in linen with a belt of gold. Daniel sees a heavenly being in the air above the Tigris River. This being appears in a human form, so it is seen as a man. The identity of the messenger is not specifically disclosed, but we will be looking at that very closely. 
Now, some people thought or identified them as Gabriel, but there's no clear apparent reason for that thinking of that. This being is seen wearing white linen, which was the garment worn by priests and some angels. In Revelation chapter 15, verse 5, it says, After this I looked in the heavenly temple, the tabernacle of testimony was opened. Out of the temple came the seven angels with the seven plagues dressed in pure, bright linen with golden sashes wrapped around their chest in that case. In Ezekiel chapter 9, verse 3, when then the glory of the God of Israel rose from above the cherub where it had been to the threshold of the temple. He called to the man clothed in linen and clothed in linen, carrying riding equipment. Passed through the city of Jerusalem, the Lord said to him, and put a mark on the foreheads of the men who sigh and groan over all the detestable practices committed in it. Now, this being was dressed in bright linen. It had a golden belt, which was part of the clothing of any wealthy or royal class. A person wearing a golden belt could be a king or a judge. And this was likely a linen belt woven with some bright golden thread. Now, the location at Uphaz, where this possible gold came from, even the exact form of the Hebrew name, Uphaz, are uncertain. Apparently, it was a source of pure gold. We see in Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 9, beaten silver is brought from Tarshish and gold from Uphaz. The work of a craftsman and a goldsmith's hands is clothed in blue and purple and all the work of skilled artisans. I am sure that the dress that this being was wearing was spectacular, and it was nothing ordinary, nothing that we would see that would be found on earth as we see in this next verse verse 6 his body was like beryl his face like the brilliance of lightning his eyes like flaming torches his arms and feet like the gleam of polished bronze and the sound of his words like the sound of a multitude now beryl is a translation from the hebrew word tarsus and the exact understanding of that is unknown now some have translated as yellow jasper topaz or chrysolite possibly some kind of gold or yellow stone. His face was the brilliance of lightning. Now we can picture that because we've all seen lightning. And his eyes were like flaming torches. Now Peter, James, and John have seen Christ in a similar manner. In Matthew chapter 17, verse 1, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and his brother John and led them up on a high mountain by themselves he was transfigured in front of them, and his face shone like the sun. His clothes became as white as the light. Now, in this case, where Daniel's looking up, the arms and feet, and I'm assuming the legs as well, were like polished bronze. Now, that would give the being a fiery appearance. When he spoke, it was like the sound of a multitude. His voice thundered as if a large multitude of people were speaking exactly in sync. Now, okay, we have the question. We still have it. Who is this? Some defer about what, who this could possibly be. Some, again, like we said, could be Gabriel. But I believe it was God himself. I believe it was God himself as the pre-incarnate Christ, the Messiah. In Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 25, a voice came from above the expanse over their heads, and when they stopped, they lowered their wings. Something like a throne with the appearance of lapis lazuli was above the expanse over their heads. On the throne, high above, was someone who looked like a human. 
From what seemed to be his waist up, I saw a gleam like amber. It was what looked like a fire closing all around it. From what seemed to be his waist down, I also saw what looked like fire. It was a brilliant light all around him. The appearance of the brilliant light all around was like that of a rainbow in a cloud on a rainy day. This was the appearance of the likeness of the Lord's glory. When I saw it, I fell face down and heard a voice speaking. And in Revelation chapter 1, verse 12, John sees this. Then I turned to see whose voice it was that spoke to me. When I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and among the lampstands was one like the Son of Man, dressed in a robe with a golden sash wrapped around his chest. Now, because of the similarities in the description, I again believe that this is probably God himself in pre-incarnate form of the Messiah. Verse 7, Only I, Daniel, saw the vision. The men who were with me did not see it, but a great terror fell on them, and they ran and hid. So only Daniel saw the heavenly being above the river, but the others with him felt a supernatural presence that terrified them. Saul would also become Paul, would have a similar experience on the road to Damascus. Acts chapter 9 verse 1. Now Saul was still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. He went to the high priest and requested letters from him to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any men or women who belonged to the way, he might bring them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he traveled and was nearing Damascus, a light from heaven suddenly flashed around him. Falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul said. I am Jesus, the one you're persecuting, he replied. But get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the sound, but seeing no one. Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they took him by the hand and led him into the Damascus. He was unable to see for three days. It did not eat or drink. So in that case, only Paul saw Jesus. The others were terrified by the sound and saw nothing. Just like Daniel. Verse 8. I was left alone looking at this great vision. No strength was left in me. My face grew deathly pale and I was powerless. I heard the words he said and when I heard them, I fell into a deep sleep with my face to the ground. So now he is alone. The heavenly presence had a, this very profound effect on Daniel. He was drained of all of his strength. He fell into a deep sleep, and he was so overwhelmed by the shock of hearing the voice of God that his face fell to the ground in this deep sleep. Now, John had a similar experience in the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 1, verse 17. When I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. He laid his right hand on me and said, Don't be afraid. I am the first and the last and the living one. I was dead, but look, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. This was no angel. This was much more. This was the presence of God speaking to his highly valued prophet. I hope you enjoy this season two of study in the book of Daniel. Next episode 28, we will continue with Daniel's final vision where an angel is sent to Daniel to help him see what is to come. God bless you today, and I encourage you to spend time in God's word. Please note again, we have a Facebook and Instagram page called Biblical Tapestry. I encourage you to like and share this podcast if you feel that this is deserved. God bless you, and I hope that you are.